All down. All silent. Going, going, going. Go on, Congratulations. Welcome to the Current Market Insights Podcast, brought to you by Harris Partners Real Estate. Each episode, we chat with real estate author and industry leader, Peter O'Malley, to discuss the current property market conditions and provide insights to assist you on your property journey. Welcome to Current Market Insights, Peter O'Malley, as always, pleasure to have you with me in the studio. Good to see you, Kieran. Peter, really important changes in property this year, I think, uh, all, all across the country, there's things happening, but in New South Wales in particular, we've had a pretty substantial change in the first home buyer market. Uh, it was talked about in 2022. It's been talked about for a long time prior to that. Tell me, what are the changes in the first home buyer market? What is the government scheme? I guess, what are the, the really key and salient points for people who are in this space? Well, the New South Wales Liberal government have introduced an alternative option for first home buyers, Kieran, where they can forego paying stamp duty in favour of an annual property tax of $400 plus 0.3% of the land value each year. That over a longer period of time will mean they pay more stamp duty if they own the property for quite some time. But I think the theory there is that first buying your first property is a stepping stone to, to upgrading through the market and that uh, over time they're much better getting into the property market now by avoiding the stamp duty, paying the little bit of annual property tax each year, but they are on the property ladder. Most importantly is they're creating stimulation and activity at the bottom end of the market, which is which is badly needed at the moment. So you say that uh, they'll pay an annual property tax amount plus, you know, a, a- a set amount plus a small percentage yep. for then the lifetime of ownership. Yep. How long, and let's let's just use very broad averages here, uh, how long would they have to own the home before they get into a position where they're now paying more stamp duty than they may have paid up front? Look, that's going to come, that's a variable, and that's something that first home buyers might not like about this, is they're saying 0.3% of the property's land value, but land value goes up uh, each year, as yeah. we know. Now, if you're uh, an apartment, the land value aspect of that property is much lower than if you buy a house and land package. So there are some elements of this where the first home buyers have to take a leap of faith, but being able to get into their property for a million dollars, say, which the, st- the stamp duty on a million dollars would be $40,490, being able to forego that cost and, and and use that 40490 as part of the deposit to get into the property market is going to be very appealing to a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, certainly for us, the, the hardest part of, of getting into a property was, was saving that deposit, yeah. you know, and I think a lot of people don't realize that stamp duty is taken out of that chunk when, yes, you, when you get your loan approval and you, you go ahead and purchase. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just assumed that it becomes, you know, an extra part of the loan. Uh, so certainly beneficial to have that back in their hands. So the Liberals' policy is for properties up to one point. 5 million, uh, which is pretty good in the sense that it'll be highly practical and applicable in the Sydney market. And I highlight that point, Kieran, because it's a little bit more debatable what the alternate proposal from Labor is if they were to win government and introduce their policy. So what is the alternate policy from Labor in the event that Chris Minns uh, does take government in later this year in March or April? March, I think it is. They will waive stamp duty for first home buyers without an annual property tax 
up to 800000 and offer further concessions on stamp duty or some concessions on stamp duty between 800000 and a million. So that will play very well in the suburbs and the regions where properties are slightly um, cheaper or lower priced, if you like. But as you come into the inner city, more toward the beaches, there's not too many sub $1 million apartments. Matt Keane, the Liberal Treasurer, zeroed in on this point, saying um, the majority of first home buyers in Sydney, which is clearly Australia's biggest city, won't benefit from the scheme. Whereas uh, Labor is countering by saying that uh, the Liberal Party don't have a scheme, they have a scam where you'll end up paying more tax. And you may, uh, over the long term, pay more tax, but if it otherwise gets you into the property earlier, is it really a scheme or a scam? They're the decisions facing first home buyers at the moment. I have to wonder too, Peter, with uh, Labor's proposal to abolish stamp duty uh, with no annual property tax on properties, as you say, within those those metrics for first home buyers, given the amount of revenue that stamp duty generates for, for the New South Wales government, uh, you know, has there been any discussion around how to address that shortfall in the, in the event that people do take up on this? Well, they offer pretty generous stamp duty discounts for first home buyers at the moment, but the way property prices have gone in the last 10 years, those incentives can't really be picked up by first home buyers at the moment. So bracket creep um, of property prices and the way the tax system works means that it's not highly applicable at the moment. So we're not really collecting that at the moment anyway yeah. uh, from them. So they're just recalibrating to make it a 2023 version of the 2010 policy, if that makes sense. No, of course. Of course it does. Uh I just want to step back very briefly to the policy that exists right now. You know, we can talk all about what may come, uh, but with the Liberal Party policy, you've mentioned obviously the fixed rate and the percentage uh, paid per year. Is there a difference uh, for first home? I, I assume it's only for owner occupiers, or is there uh, an annual property tax element for for those who might be looking to invest as well? Uh, if you take this up, I believe that you will need to use this property as your primary place of residence for a minimum period of time, six or 12 months. I'd imagine it'd be at least six, possibly 12. So yes, you couldn't be an investor saying now's the time to rush out and buy my first uh, property and make it an investment. That's not the purpose of this scheme. It is to is to increase home ownership and give first home buyers a much needed helping hand into the property market. And you can see that the numbers of first home buyers that feel locked out of the property market is clearly at a serious level for both sides of government to make it a key policy coming into an election. So politics is all about numbers, and the numbers are clearly telling both parties that there's a pressure point here, and they're both responding to it. And look, they've both put pretty good policies forward, depending on what your plan and view is of um, property ownership, depends on which is the better option for you. But at least both uh, parties have put something worthwhile forward. No, exactly. And it is, as you say, it's rare to see uh, any kind of bipartisan discussion around uh, topics in, in Australian politics in recent memory anyway. It's great to see a battle of ideas and policies rather than people making it all a personality contest. This is, as I say, I'm split down the middle as to which is the best option. But I say, well, all power to both sides for putting something to the people and saying, you decide what suits you better. Oh, look, it's, it's refreshing for sure. Uh, I wonder, Peter, you know, early when when the policy was drafted and and 
you know, I think it was Perrottet was treasurer at the time, and he put forward some uh, some discussion and uh, you know a review period for this. One of the concerns that that was raised back then was if a first home buyer does purchase a property and they opt for the annual property tax, that property is then forever locked onto the annual property tax. Uh, now that we have implementation, has that remained the same, or has there been any changes to that structure? Uh, my my understanding is that if they opt to, if the individual opts to pay an annual property tax, that is the path they will take in the future. So Dominic Perrottet clearly has a stepping stone path here toward pushing this across the market, but I think it was too revolutionary in the sense that it would decimate, um, in theory, it would decimate revenues immediately for the back end and every government needs you know revenue to fund everything that it's doing. So he wasn't able to implement it across the market in one go. And if he loses government in March, won't go any further than this. It'll it'll be it'll be dead in the water essentially it'll have lasted two months because it came into being on January fifteen, the uh, state elections in late March. So it'll be a, a policy that lasted for all of two and a half months. We might uh, be in a scenario where we've just got a handful of First home buyers locked into a property tax, and they'll be the only ones in uh, in New South Wales for That's the foreseeable right. future. So Chris Minns has said that if you purchase a property after the state election as a first home buyer, but before this is introduced through Parliament, he will make the stamp duty refund retrospective. So he's really giving people an incentive to vote for him on the Saturday, and if he wins government go and buy out Purchase that property the next from the Monday morning. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in terms of the impact this is having, you know, obviously we've had a few uh, Saturday open homes now in 2023. Have you seen much change, I guess, in, in the types of buyers coming to, to open homes? Are we seeing more first-home buyers turn up? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And when I say that the policy formally kicked off on January 15, the Liberals also had a policy where they announced it in December and said, if you buy a property between the day in December when they announced it and January 15 when it was implemented, you would pay the full stamp duty and get a refund. So from about that point on, Kieran, we we begun to see first home buyer numbers increasing at inspections because we've got to remember this coincides with first home buyers being asked to pay rents 20, 30, even 40% above what they're currently paying. So when a tenant's saying, hang on, my rent's just jumped by 30%, and the major obstacle to buying a uh, my first home being stamp duty has just been removed. I'm now going to go from being a tenant to a buyer. So yeah, we have seen numbers go up. But however, when Chris Minns came out in the new year and said we're going to waive stamp duty entirely with no annual property tax below eight hundred thousand, we quickly saw first home buyers in that end of the market go to the sidelines and say we're going to wait and see who wins in March. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really interesting, isn't it? I think, uh, as you say, everyone's always waiting for that great deal to uh, to change their life. I I wonder. It's been uh, it's been suggested that these policy changes, irrespective of which one, will actually have, as we've talked about, those unintended consequences of making this a much harder market for first home buyers to come into. Uh, and one of the suggestions being, of course, that if uh, if we've got these these schemes in place and first-time buyers don't have to worry so much about saving their deposit, that sellers will actually offset and increase their prices to uh, to capitalise. Do you think that's a, a likely reality? And, and are we 
possibly going to see a scenario where, in fact, it will be harder for first-time buyers to purchase. It, look, it is a reality that properties that fit under this category may increase in price. There is a clear history between first home buyer benefits flowing straight to being vendor benefits. So John Howard, in my time in real estate, was the first to introduce cash incentives for first home buyers. And the money that the Howard government were you know, feeding or, or granting towards first home buyers, that benefit flowed straight to vendors in terms of higher sale prices. During the GFC, the Rudd government intelligently targeted first home buyers um, and encouraged them onto the property market with with more handouts. The, and that was under 500000 So that was capped in terms of pro- purchase price. And what it did is it created a price bubble straight after <laughs> Wall Street nearly collapsed. We suddenly had a price bubble and a boom in properties below 500000 where it acted as a mass stimulant for first home buyers that at that point in time had been locked out of the market. So yes, it, it, it will flow straight through to vendors, this benefit. Governments are probably in a net position are happy with that, with the economic activity that it creates. But first home buyers need to be conscious that they don't want to take a benefit from the government in the left hand and then give it straight to the vendor with the right hand and that you need to make sure you're not paying any sort of premium just because you're getting uh, one of these two uh, handouts, if you like. Uh, Look, again, it comes back to what we've touched on so many times on the podcast, which is irrespective of what you are doing in property, research is so critical. And, you know, if you're going into this blind saying, well, now I've got all this extra 40 or 50 or $60,000 in my pocket for my deposit, that you're not just willingly giving that away to someone else as uh, as a cash benefit. That's right. Look, we are in a market that is falling. That's statistically what we're being told every month. But that's not to say pockets of the market cannot rise. And as I just said, in 2008, the world was actually financially essentially melting down, but first home buyers in Australia, the first home buyer market, had never been stronger because of what this cash incentive, amongst other benefits of the the Rudd government at that time. So you wouldn't have thought you'd have seen a, a boom amongst first home buyers in the biggest downturn that we'd seen in uh, in decades, but that's what happened. Look, uh, just before we wrap up today, Peter, I wonder, given as you say, you're a little bit split on the the two major policies that are out there at the moment. Do you think there's anything that government has sort of, I guess, egregiously overlooked in this space in terms of things that they could effectively do short of, you know, perhaps supply side changes or, or, you know, development easing, that kind of thing. Is there anything in a policy perspective they may have overlooked for first home buyers that would encourage them into the market, but also ensure that they're not being taken for a ride? Uh, I think any government intervention is fraught and always ends up with unintended consequence. I think the um, not the government, but the RBA failed everybody in, in letting asset prices, therefore property prices, run to such crazy highs during COVID and distorting the market. Absolutely. Look, as always, Peter, really, really good wrap up. It's a, certainly a, an interesting time in property. We've got such a such a volatile market, but also in a period where, as we say, you know, the, the government is actively in, invested in trying to make some change, good or bad, whatever it may, you know, come out in the wash. But at least there is active engagement from both sides to try and solve what is a pretty massive problem. When governments start tinkering with markets, keep your eye on it if you're a player. Absolutely. Look, Peter, as always, thank you for joining me, and I look forward to seeing you in the studio next week. Yeah, thanks, Kieran. Thanks for joining us on the Current Market Insights podcast, brought to you by Harris Partners Real Estate. 
the podcast providing real estate insights you won't find anywhere else.